0: Hi, this is Dr. Jenny Seckler. Welcome to the Art and Science of Defying Aging. Today's episode is about the oral microbiome. I'm going to talk about what the oral microbiome is, how it plays into aging, and our research has found it's tied into many chronic health issues. We talk a lot about the gut microbiome, but the oral microbiome is as important, if not more. It's not getting much attention. We should care because research is showing many issues actually start in the mouth. And imbalances within our mouth bacterias start the cascade that create heart disease, diabetes, and many other problems. So what if the symptoms that you're currently struggling with are actually coming from a root problem in the mouth? So let's dive in. First, let's define the oral microbiome. The oral microbiome is the world of bacteria. It lives in your mouth, in your ears, in your nose, in your throat, and your nasal passages. There's reported to be nearly 800 unique microorganisms in the mouth. These commonly ignored organisms are intimately involved with their downstream counterparts in the gut. Now the gut is what gets all the glory and the fame for causing so many issues. But I think we need to head back up north to the mouth and see how the mouth affects our gut. Like most things, theories about the oral microbiome isn't new. And actually back in 1939, a dentist by the name of Weston Price published a book on oral overall health diet and how that impacts our oral health. It didn't really get much attention. It was somewhat discussed and then kind of fell out of favor. But it came back for discussion in the mid-1980s, and it stayed around now, especially in certain circles, particularly with biological dentists, though many traditional dentists don't really acknowledge this. I want to share some current research about what they're finding and how the oral microbiome affects our overall health. It's from a journal called the Oral Disease Journal. I'm just going to give you a couple of titles of articles within this journal about the oral microbiome. One is that oral, oral bacteria has been linked to a number of systemic diseases, including bacterial endocarditis, ischemic stroke, and cardiovascular disease, along with Crohn's disease and pancreatic cancer and Alzheimer's disease. They found inflammation is a key feature of the disease that could be caused, in part, by peripheral infections such as periodontal disease. Those are just a couple of examples. I was, when I first read this, I was like, wow, I had no idea there was this much direct correlation with health issues in our oral microbiome. Honestly, I sat up straighter and started paying more attention. So let's touch on a couple of issues within the mouth itself that can be problems. Mercury- is discussed much more than it ever used to be. There's still much controversy within the dental profession in of itself about the harms of mercury. I have a biological dentist here in Austin and I have all my mercury taken out. He educated me along with many other patients about the harm of mercury, while other traditional dentists don't really put much weight in this category. The second issue is root canals. This is also a controversy among many circles of people. We're not going to debate this, but just know that these may be issues and depending on who you talk to it actually might be something to consider if you're struggling with long-standing health issues without having answers i listened to mark hyman recently and he was talking about his own health and, and his oral microbiome and he was saying that he had just had this gut instinct this gut feeling that something wasn't right and it was stemming from his mouth so he talked to his dentist he said several times and ever, on every occasion He was dismissed. You know he kept going back and he kept saying no I know there's something going on here that's contributing to my health issues. Finally he requested a cone CT scan which is basically like an MRI for the mouth. So his dentist agreed and lo and behold they found a low-grade infection in his mouth. He was so relieved but I think it really tells me and should tell everyone else that if you have a gut feeling about something you need to keep following that and keep talking to your practitioners until they finally follow that road because it could lead to some of your answers. So one of my takeaways from all that was to find a biological dentist. I started seeing a biological dentist not till I was actually almost 50 when I moved here to Austin about 7 years ago. Again, I mentioned before I finished having my mercury removed and I just looked at my oral microbiome in a much different way once I started seeing this dentist. And I'm also much more suspicious when I work with clients as to if and what might be contributing to their health that might be living in their mouth. So one way to find out is again, connect with a biological dentist in your area and request a cone CT scan. Again, it's almost like an MRI for the mouth. Now it's not 100%, nothing is. But right now it's the best detailed tool that we have to find hidden infections, and problems that aren't typically seen by an average dentist or an x-ray. So why is the oral microbiome so important? Well, our mouth is the first line of defense. It's like the gateway to everything else in the body. So let's spend a minute talking about our saliva. We actually produce about two soda cans worth of saliva every single day. It has a very interesting makeup, it has proteins, including enzymes that actually start the digestive process of starches in the mouth. And that's why it's so important to chew our food well. I like to ask my clients, are you eating standing up? Are you watching TV? Are you driving in the car? Because all those things do affect how well or poorly you digest your foods. Now, our saliva is part of our immune system. It has immune-fighting substances, and it's a primary defense against pathogens that travel into the rest of our circulatory blood system. It's like a stopper. So bugs don't travel into your gut and elsewhere, creating chaos. Now, did you know the number one cause of a cavity isn't sugar? It's a dry mouth, which leads us into what can go wrong in the oral microbiome. Now, as we age, unfortunately, many people start taking various kinds of medications. and It usually is a daily routine. And one of the most common side effects to most medications is a dry mouth. Now, this matters because you're losing the protective mechanism that your saliva is giving you. So that's one issue. I think there's this notion that age itself causes dry mouth, but it's not seemingly to be found to be true. It's estimated that 70% of people over 70 experience a dry mouth that leads to dental cavities, more tooth decay, tooth weakness, and then eventually fractured teeth. I read an interesting article recently about two dentists, and they were discussing why some patients seem to do well and other ones don't. He mentioned an 85-year-old It still had his mercury fillings, and and the gentleman was thriving, while the 50-year-old male was struggling. He had his mercury taken out, he had some root canals, but he just wasn't doing well. So one hypothesis that came up was that besides, obviously, genetics do play a part, the oral microbiome might be such that it's not creating the same dynamic or reaction with the fillings that leads to off-gassing and having absorption issues in the gut. And secondly, that person might be able to detoxify heavy metals better, while many people are just poor detoxifiers. You know, Each person is unique as to how we process toxins, our food, and the environment around us, thus laying the foundation for balance or reactivity. Another issue is acidity. The average American diet is very acidic. I think more people are becoming aware of this, and so they are eating more green foods, etc., which is more alkaline. But I think the problem has been there for so long that modifying the diet to more alkaline is kind of taking a back seat. Unlike many human diseases, oral bacterial diseases such as dental cavities and periodontitis are not caused by a single species, but by a consortium of species that are likely living harmlessly in very low numbers and often below the level of detection in the oral cavity. So in essence, our oral bacterial diseases, they're like opportunist infections, and thus disease occurs under the proper circumstances and conditions like a poor diet, an immune system issue, a genetic issue, a pH issue, poor oral hygiene, our lifestyle choices, medication side effects, being a poor detoxifier, and simple stress. So as we age, our oral microbiome changes. For instance, they're actually finding that lactobacillus tends to dominate the microbiome for many older people. Now with aging, there's a link between oral bacteria and Alzheimer's. It came from some studies that were finding some bacteria that were traveling, traveling into the brain that was coming from the mouth. I'm hoping not to butcher this name, but Treponema denticola spirochete was seen at the beginning in the brains of some Alzheimer patients that came from the mouth. Another interesting study was done on nuns, and they found that they were losing their teeth. From dental disease, these particular participants seemed to have more dementia. Now, I found this very fascinating. and It really makes me think, but what are we missing? And what can we do to support ourselves and prevent these chronic illnesses that might actually be starting from the mouth? Now, a simple step that we can do is just how do we support our oral microbiome? Well, some simple things that we can do is drink water. Make sure you stay hydrated. Oil pulling has been around for a long time. That's where you take some coconut oil and you swish it around in your mouth. I've read anywhere from five minutes to 20 minutes. I've done this, and I can't do it for 20 minutes. If I can get to five minutes, I think I'm doing a good job. It just pulls some toxins out of your mouth. Now, if you have a saliva issue, you have a dry mouth, you're on some medications, and you can't do anything about that, Then it's called Xylem Melts, which is an artificial saliva substitute. They're like strips that you put in your mouth and it helps you to create more saliva. There are some foods that contribute to more saliva, like green leafies, like kale and broccoli. Sit down with your practitioner and talk about all your medications. You know, which ones might be contributing to a dry mouth? Do you need these? Can you decrease these? It's just a good conversation to have. Make sure you're brushing your teeth after your meals. Find a biological dentist to ensure there's no underlying infection somewhere in your mouth or your teeth. Simple nutrients like vitamin C, vitamin D3 with K2. Focusing on increasing alkaline foods in your diet. Taking anti-inflammatories like curcumin, just to help keep systemic inflammation down. Let's talk about toothpaste for a minute. Did you know that toothpaste was invented by soap makers a hundred years ago? It started out as flavor detergent for the mouth. I think it's time to support your oral microbiome by stop using detergent toothpaste that are harmful. But even some natural toothpaste that are on the market, they have a lot of antimicrobials, particularly a common one is tea tree oil. But remember tea tree oil kills things. So we shouldn't be throwing off our oral microbiome by taking too many antimicrobials. So natural toothpaste can be good, but also should be used sparingly to help keep a balance within the mouth, not to create dysbiosis. I did some research out of my own curiosity, well, what toothpaste should I be using? So one of the best brands that actually advertises that supports your oral microbiome is called Zendium. It's Z-E-N-D-I-U-M. And two other toothpastes that I found to help support remineralization of your teeth were Risewell and Boca Element, I have no relationship with any of these. That I found it was just in my own research. I tried some Boca Element; it tastes kind of minty. It's it's an okay toothpaste, so I started using that every evening to see what's going to happen. I'm going to give you a recipe. It's for aloe vera healing mouthwash. Now again, this has tea tree oil in it, so I would suggest not using it daily, but maybe a couple of times a week. So you take a half a cup of aloe vera juice. A half a cup of filtered or distilled water one and a half tablespoons of baking soda two drops of your favorite essential oil for flavor if desired one drop of tea tree oil you mix everything together in a glass bottle and you shake it after you brush your teeth you swish around about a tablespoon or so for 30 seconds and then spread it out these are just some helpful tips to ensure or to promote a healthy oral microbiome so i hope you found these tips helpful and maybe even raise some red flags for you to look at and see if your oral microbiome might be contributing to any current symptoms or issues you're having, and that you can take some potential action steps to support to create a healthy oral microbiome that will help you to age well. Thanks for listening and look forward to next time.